You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, welcome to episode 25 of the 515 Podcast. I'm Jason Priestmeyer here with John Wayne McMahon. Uh, this a glorious afternoon. Sir, how has your week been? I know you've been very busy this past weekend. Yeah, but it's been awesome. That's it's been great. Really, That's good to hear. Yeah, really good weekend. I'm in high spirits and uh, thankful for the last several days. Well, yeah. speak, speaking of spirits, very weak segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just finished the Spiritual Gifts um, series. Not last. alcohol spirits, but like other... Sometimes I wonder. Okay. I really do. Uh, uh, we finished that sermon series last week yeah. talking about people's you know, spiritual gifts. Yeah. And um, I'm curious to hear if we got any feedback because you we begged and basically threatened, challenged, people, challenged threatened, people to do it. Yeah, threatened is probably a more accurate term. Uh, so how did that go? We have one one listener submit some questions to us. That's great. Okay, I could do I need to do some math and see what percentage of our listenership that is. It's but not a, it's not huge. It's not okay. Yeah. Um uh, but it's good. It's yeah, start. one out of whatever is not not the best. But, it, hey, it's a great start. And so shout out to Emily who sent us some questions. Uh, and I just want to cover them. Some of them are fun. Okay. Uh, fun. If, yeah, <laughs> I if, haven't heard these ahead of time. You so haven't? Okay. So if you if you listened last week, um, then a couple of these will make sense. If you didn't hear last week, then just hang on. Uh, the first, well, wait, wait, wait. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. We'll wait here. Pause now. Yeah. yeah. We'll be here when you get back. That's right. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. Hey, welcome back back what do you think commercial break so uh and i didn't even tell you what to listen to but anyways number one uh why is a covered dish dinner that is only cake a bad thing okay do you remember this part of i our do conversation? remember that uh i immediately was questioning my own question at the yeah time. i said hey what no that would be a yeah. deal yeah and it was me that was kind of being the debbie downer on it maybe <laughs> okay so i just i just for for um emily's question i just think that I would enjoy a covered dish dinner that was only cake, but I feel like I'm I'm under some kind of shame of my mom lecturing me about oh, yeah. having right stuff on my plate. So it's not a bad thing. It's just not. I definitely remember going, trying yeah. to go back for cake at a covered dish dinner yeah. and being like having my wrist slapped or something. Or yeah. You no, know, right. save some for everybody else. Yeah. So. And, and maybe because I didn't always have, sometimes covered dish dinner desserts are lame. <laughs> oh, that's that's a bold statement to make. Yeah, but I'm not telling Church. you. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not telling saying KUMC does lame desserts. You know what's lame? I'm just saying in general. Yes, the person who clearly went by Randall's on the way to church. That's exactly right. Took the, the cookies. Took the cookies and took them out and of the package. There's like a label that's been torn off. And it's like I know what this is. Right. Right. If they, yeah, that's if, if they, they do don't that. even take them out of the box. That's true. Sometimes the price tag. Yeah, is. but they're perfectly circular, you know, <laughs> and they're kind of hard, so you know that that's yeah, what they are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so maybe that's where my bias is. That's, the second question is very similar. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, uh, why, why do you hate Brussels sprouts? That was towards me. Um, I could do a whole podcast just on that topic alone. On why you hate not Brussels was, sprouts. Not an episode. <laughs> a series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's tons of reasons. Yeah. Uh, because you have to put so much crap on them for me to eat them yeah. uh, that they're no longer have the same health value. And so they're just lame. And I have to, you know that thing where you have to drink milk after each bite? Yeah. That's me with Brussels sprouts. Okay, I have a story about drinking milk after eating spinach one time, but I will not tell that here. Okay, we'll share that for when yes. we preach on <laughs> something. It was chocolate milk. It was a bad idea. <laughs> chocolate milk, spinach? They're like, just wash it down. I'm like, no, and it didn't mm. work. 
Okay, number three. This one's a little more okay, um, good. serious. Uh, what do our spiritual gifts look like outside of church activities? So just coming off of uh, the series Watchmaker, I can see where this this question would, would be for the listeners to think, okay, we're, we're talking a lot about using our gifts in church activities. Um, and that's a great question. I think a lot of times uh, we can focus on volunteer opportunities through the church and really the most beautiful thing about Holy Spirit empowering us is for us to respond with our gifts organically and not in these kind of propped up positions. Mm -hmm. The church needs, excuse me, volunteers in, in different ministries and things like that. But at the same time, like if you have the gift of, of compassion or mercy and like, uh, I was just I just had coffee with somebody today who is a CASA provider mm-hmm. that is providing um, uh, advocacy care for for people in the foster, for kids in the foster system. Um, that's not a church sponsored thing. Like even though it's kind of tied to one of our ministries, this is a person that felt called to that and is responding yeah, in that right. way. Um, I'm thinking like about how you can use your gift of evangelism or teaching to to witness and share with neighbors or mm-hmm. um, uh, your your gift of evangelism can be can come out in how you um, greet people out in the community and things like that. And so your gifts kind of fit into all other places. I've been also challenged by moms. Uh, that have been hearing this series and are thinking like, I have to focus on my kids. And so like, uh, what do I do with all this? Well, your gifts help in how you raise and love your children and your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So your gifts can be seen. um, God can empower you to love your families in some really cool and unique ways. Uh, that I think are a testimony to God's grace working in our lives. And so there's a lot of different ways that, that this can work. I think that when we, um, the other the other metaphor I had for spiritual gifts this week that, that kind of came to me was a lot of times we can see spiritual gifts at, like that golden mushroom in Mario Kart that like you get and you can <laughs> yeah. like all of a sudden run through a wall yeah. and it's just for a time. You know, like it times out after a while yeah. and then you can't drive as fast anymore and you can't run people off the road. And I, I don't think spiritual gifts are that way. I think that there is um, more of a an empowering for us to um, to not all of a sudden have this weird magical power, but to live outside of ourselves in some unique ways. And so um, I just encourage people to see now see life through some of the ways that God may be calling you with your unique personalities yeah. that have been... Um, amplified by God's grace in your life and use that to make the world better, Yeah, uh, to bring God's love in different places. Because Jason, the way that, that you encourage or love people or whatever is going to be different than how John Wayne does. Mm-hmm. And so um, the way that you do that and your wife does that is going to be different. And they may complement each other in some great ways, but they may also be really unique. And so now now we think about gifts just in our everyday life. Uh, start there. And sometimes that will filter into the church activities. That's good. And so I like how we've really kind of... Um you know, cast a light on the or helping encourage people to find out what their spiritual gifts are. Mm-hmm. So now they can look at, oh, this is what I just do in my daily life, and yeah. say, oh, wait a minute, you know, maybe yeah. there is a connection there between my spiritual gifts, and yeah. and I am, uh, you know, serving the Lord in this way. So yeah, like if you if you're if you're say you're an accountant 
and your gifts are something that have nothing to do with accounting. Yeah. So you're like, what What the heck? You know, what does this mean? But at the same time, you work with people and you're surrounded by people. You're yeah. in a culture. You're in a different environment. You have everyday experiences where those gifts can, can help you um, be a disciple in the world in some really cool ways. Yeah, I ran into a lady in the kitchen the other day who had had neck surgery. Not your kitchen. Not my house. Thank okay. you. Good point. <laughs> At work. Okay. That's a great question. And she had a, you know, this massive neck brace and she couldn't turn her head or move yeah. and she was trying to get something out of the top shelf, some paper towels or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, me and a couple of other guys were just, just took a moment to talk to her and say, how are you doing? What happened? You know, yeah. and she kind of explained her whole story. So, but it was like, I, I felt like just kind of giving her that compassion and, and you know, lending an ear to her for a while. Um, whereas normally we would just walk past each other in the kitchen and, you know, get your own paper towels or something. But, uh, that's one of those examples where, Hey, you know, your compassion, uh, gift, uh, can be used just mm-hmm. out in, in public, quote unquote. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Okay, cool. Word. So, uh, challenge is out there again. Oh, let's get some feedback. If you have any questions about what we're doing, these sermon series and, and what you're hearing on here, uh, or if you'd like to just share with us um, what this podcast is doing in your life, yeah. please do that. Podcasts at kingwoodumc.org. That goes that goes straight to me. Um, yeah, and just to be clear, that's an email address. That's an email, yeah, yeah. email address. You can email that to us. Um, can, can they send a Facebook message or something? Yeah, like, you can uh, send a f- on, the, on our K- KUMC page. Yeah, you could Facebook message our KUMC page, or even I would take personal Facebook yeah. message. Um, and if you like want to share something that you don't want, like you you want that to be anonymous, you can do that. Like I'm not, sure. they're not trying to like bring undue attention on you. We yeah. just also really want to hear what what God's doing with this podcast. Definitely. Uh, so this past weekend was fall retreat. And that's where, is it middle school and high school? Or what yeah, 7th through 12th graders. 7th through 12th graders go um, for the weekend to Camp Choye, which I had never heard of yeah, until very recently. Livingston. Livingston, okay. Just north of here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like a really cool, there's cabins and mm-hmm. zip lines and all kind of stuff like that. What's... Tell us how that went and what that was all about. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was like um, over 90 students that went. Uh, a bunch of college kids come back into town or, awesome. or college kids that were connected with to be mm-hmm. small group leaders. So a uh, great opportunity for me as a pastor, uh, Clint as a student pastor, uh, Shelby, all everyone that's involved to, to not only pour in the students, but also that connectional piece with the college kids yeah. and, and to continue discipling them in some cool ways and helping them in ministry. And so uh, the whole weekend was, um, the theme was Awaken. And so our focus was, um, w- what would it look like if we were to awaken to the power of the Holy Spirit in Mm -hmm. our life. So really uh, relevant to what we've been covering with the Watchmaker series and things like that. Um, So it was a cool, it was a cool thing. It was also really cool to, um, you know, someone asked me with one word, describe the weekend and, and that's hard to do, but the one word that came to me is hopeful. Mm -hmm. Like as as we met with these students, as we worshiped together, and man, they had a passionate, desperate worship all weekend. It was just so life-giving to me. Um, and to see them break into family groups where it was all ages and uh, guys and girls together, okay. uh, yeah. they they broke into groups and, and talked about what the Holy Spirit meant to them and, and what the Holy Spirit was doing in their lives and things like that. And so that was just a hopeful thing that the future is bright, uh, that God's going to do a cool thing with this generation. Um, 
And so it was really neat. And so we looked at what 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 are the recipes like? What are the pieces that go into an awakening, mm-hmm. and is, both individually and in a community and in the church? Um, and so it was really cool. It was cool to dream. It was cool to to preach about the Holy Spirit. Um, it was so. It was a great great weekend. It's awesome. I know that you know kids really look forward to fall retreat. Yeah. Uh, every year. Yeah. And. Um, I know they come back, you know, rejuvenated, tired, but yeah. also like just yeah. kind of full, you know, with f- filled with that fire and, and, yeah. and it's exciting. Too. It was neat. It was neat. Awesome. And, su- and Sunday morning we got to, uh, Clint and I were back early to meet with parents. Uh, so any of the parents of and that students, was different, right? Yeah. That's different from what you normally do. Well, we just, or, or no. I think he's just recently started doing that with his, okay. his fall retreat, but meet with the student, the parents at, in the Sunday school hour at nine forty, and kind of talk through what the weekend looked like, um, as a way of equipping them to carry this on so mm-hmm. that, that this isn't just about the students, but it's about the whole family. And then 11 o'clock had a worship with, with parents and the students together. And so the loft was packed with people hundreds of people and so it was it was cool that's really neat yeah so let's segue into our current series um what if Mm -hmm. and maybe you can tell me a little bit about uh how that came about because i'm one of those inside baseball guys which this is the most timely reference i've ever made (laughs) calling it inside baseball is Uh, baseball a big thing right now something uh, going on you know this is a timeless podcast And people months of now, months away from now will listen to this and go, what are they talking about? Yeah. Like, of course, obviously the yeah. Astros won the World Series. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I like hearing about how you guys, um, your staff comes up with these third sermon ideas, you know, yeah. and um, and especially love it when they're relevant to what you know we're going through in our lives. So yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about what if? Yeah. So every every year we um, one of the the standing series is going to be stewardship uh, because it's one of the things. It's a spiritual practice of of how do we um, how do we continue to think about the ways in which we are stewarding the gifts that God gives us. And that is both with our families and with our time and with our finances. And so um, this is, uh, if you're a part of our church, this is something that we do every year. Um, it's a challenging thing, but it's also, uh, again, a spiritual practice of considering what it would look like if we put God first in, in every area of our life. And one of the areas that it's so hard for us to understand or think through that just talking in general is is money and finances and so um this series is 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 about that but it's really about how do we become um stewards of divine grace Mm -hmm. as peter writes in first peter and and how do we um pass on sacrificially what god's given to us so that we are continually to continuing to join God in His mission, and so that's really the heart of of stewardship and and what we're doing now. When it comes to what if, um, what if can be a statement of fear. It can be a statement of of worry, a statement of concern and doubt, but it can also be a statement of optimism, of dreaming, of of um expectancy what if uh what if i allow god to work in my life more than what's happening right now what if i what if i um let go of some of the things i've been holding on to so that god can use me in new ways what if i were to 
um, put God first in my finances or in my job mm-hmm. or in my family or in my marriage. All of this is about stewardship, and and that's kind of where we're where we're starting with. And this past week, we looked at um, the first place to start is what if we humble ourselves, and what if we pray? What if we um, what if we put God first as a reference point and begin to just even open ourselves to Him? Before we ever worry about anything else, any other action points, the first action point is what if my position in life is primarily towards God, yeah. who's who's the giver of life and, and, and of all things and all the gifts that are that are in my life. And so that's the place we started this week. Throughout the series, we're going to, what if we seek God first? Like, what if God is first in our life with kind of everything that we have? What if we give God our best kind yeah. of thing? Um, the next week is what if we did something extraordinary or better better yet what if we allow god to do something extraordinary in our lives yeah, through us yeah, yeah through us okay. and then the last week is what if we gave all mm-hmm. uh and so that'll be uh, where we conclude the stewardship series on on that day um the church will have the opportunity to to bring a a generosity an estimate of generosity giving right. card forward and and leave that on the altar as they prayerfully think about what their family is going to be able to to do um, as far as stewardship and 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 giving and so um, this isn't you know one of the focuses that we try to talk about as pastors is this is not about the operating budget yeah um, sometimes we can put our finger on that when it comes to this like this time of year but what this is about is about individuals and families and how we're allowing God to use us in our life primary and then everything else kind of falls in place and my hope is that my wife and i will continue to pray and dream and seek god first with with our finances with our marriage with our jobs and all of that yeah that's where we're at you talk about the dual meaning of what if you know like um looking at some finances the other day and 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 i see you know we've been saving for a while it's like hey, let's spend that on things we need to spend mm-hmm. it on. But mm-hmm. I've got that, well, what if something happens? Or what if, right. you know, I need to fall back on that? That's obviously mm-hmm. a natural yeah. kind of reaction. So, it yeah, it's it's challenging to mm-hmm. to kind of look at it the other way. But, but what if this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And what if I did volunteer on a mission? And, and yeah. what does that look like? Or what if I go to Tanzania? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or even something simpler than that. But you know, think. Or what if our what if our family partnered with a child in the foster care yeah. system in Haiti? I mean, what if we sponsored a kid through Mission of Hope? Yeah. Or what if we, uh, what if we felt like God was calling us to, to eat out one le- one time less, uh, so that we can increase our giving like that? Like what if or or where Scott Dornbush went in the Vine? What if? finances are the first thing that's decided mm-hmm. when it comes to church giving. What if we were to say, this is what we've prayed about and what we're going to put forward. Yeah. And then we'll figure out everything else based on, on that. You know what I mean? Like what if God, what if God was the first thing that we thought about when we sat down and looked at our, our, not only our budget, but yeah. also how we plan our week and our days and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We're on, uh, my men's group is in this, um, uh, Man in the Mirror series. Yeah, and we're just not like, Michael Jackson. Not Michael Jackson. Right. We're just coincidentally talking about uh, time management and just yeah. kind of. And, and it, we just finished kind of talking about finances and now mm-hmm. time management. But I'm mm-hmm. like, 
this is exactly the same thing we're talking about. It's, right. it's you know, uh, putting God at the top of that list and then making the other things kind of fall in, in behind. So, yeah. Um, like yeah. That. And so, and so in specific this past week, uh, both Scott and Chris, I, I, I preached the end of fall retreat. So we were doing Holy Spirit in the yeah. loft uh, stuff, um, awaken series, but Scott preached in the vine and Chris in the sanctuary and, and both, uh, their their sermons were based on this Colossian three text, and I think it's just critical because it's, it's a reference point that changes all over all other reference points. Mm-hmm. Or let me put it this way: it's this reference point that Paul's writing about uh, to the Colossians. It should remove all other reference points, okay? Yeah. Or at least this should supersede them. And so he says this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So there's different aspects to this that I love. And a great place for us to start this series. Um, First of all, there is no what if to this. For those of us that are in Christ, we have been raised by him. And so if Christ has brought us from death to life, uh, from lost to found, from um, orphan to adoption and son and daughter of God, then everything else is different and everything else changes. And so um, then that should be where we start. If that's the case, then I owe him like not not in a like I owe you twenty bucks. Right, right. No. But like in a my my position now is how do I leverage what God has given me uh, for the kingdom and for what's happening? And then the reference point being uh, being on Christ who is seated uh, high above the things in heaven. Keep your eyes above. Now I'm starting to think about how do I leverage my gifts so that they are affecting the kingdom yeah. and that. I am investing in things that matter for eternity rather than just mm-hmm. in this day to day and can be taken away at any yeah. point, that kind of thing. I like Scott's uh, analogy of, you know, driving that tractor through the field yeah. and just going right. all over the place and looking behind him and there was this crazy crooked path. But the guy said, no, focus on right. that, this, that that tree or whatever it was yeah. that uh, kind of that goal. Yeah. Have you ever played the Have you ever played the game in like relay? I mean, I'm an ex student pastor, so this is how this probably came to mind. But um, with a spoon and an egg on yeah, it, right? And uh-huh. you try to go real fast. Uh-huh. If you look at the, the <laughs> if you look at the spoon with the egg, yeah. Um, then you start to shake yeah. and like you can drop the egg. But it, if you look in front of you, same thing with waiting tables. When I'm carrying a tray, uh-huh. if I look at my hand or look at the tray of drinks or plates that I'm carrying, it's harder for me to do it. But if I look at where I'm going yeah. and what's in front of me, then that helps. And that's the same thing with um, if my reference point is heaven, if my reference point is Christ mm-hmm. and my purpose is because God's raised me from death to life, um, then it's going to change my journey. Yeah. It's going to change how I walk. It's going to change some of my decisions and things like that. And so um, that's kind of where the push is for Colossians. That's good. You know, another thing that Scott said in his sermon um, that like I made a note of it when I was mm-hmm. editing the podcast that uh, last night. Um, sometimes religion can get in the way of our relationship to God. And, and that was so timely because I know of a, uh, a family member who, um, who had his, was having, you know, kind of conversations like, well, you know, I'm, I like Jesus a lot, but I don't like, 
uh, church, organized religion, or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a new thing. That's a very common s- statement that you know you can hear from people. I think we even talked about it with you know Jim Welch months ago, right. <laughs> many many episodes back. Right. And it's 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 no more false, you know, to hear it today. Uh, and then when, you know, Scott mentioned, I'm like, you know, there it is again. There's that same kind of argument. It's like, oh, well, I don't like religion or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like we we can let that get in the way uh-huh. sometimes, yeah. um, you know, so get so hung up on, I don't know, help me out. Well, here, I think we get hung up like um, we, we can get hung up on just being good people. Like, let's just be the best version of me. And sometimes that can be the central message of the church and we miss the heart of what's going on. So let me try to unpack this a little bit. Yeah. Last night I was meeting with a young adult, uh, part of it. Lauren and I kind of helped lead a small group of young adults. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this text from, from Philippians, and I'll share it with you. Um, Paul writes... He's talking to the the church in Philippi, which is probably a small church, small gathering. This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And so then the rest of the letter, he really is unpacking this, but let me try and break this down a little bit. Mm -hmm. My prayer is this, that your love may that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. What Paul is saying is, my prayer is that you would grow in the knowledge of the love that God has for you and has put in you, and also the depth of that love so that you may be able to live your life and respond to what what is in front of you, and also so that you can be homely, ho- holy in, in the face of Christ when mm-hmm. Christ returns. Um, also, another way of putting this is Paul is saying the central important thing about this Christian walk is not about any religion that we do. It's not about how good our worship services are, how many programs we do. It is about this growing in the love of Christ, both in knowledge and depth so that I can be a disciple of him and so that I will continue to become holy, but also so that I can live this life the way he's called me to live. And so um, we go, like for me, I go, go on this progression through my life where at first Christianity was about um, morals. Mm-hmm. Do this, don't do this, right? Right. And I and I always stunk at that. Like I <laughs> hated that list, and I liked radar movies, and I didn't even like smoking cigarettes. But don't tell me not to, because then I'll do it. Yeah. Like you know that kind of thing. Um, and so then there was a progression to. Well, I'm just supposed to be a better person, so I need to go to church. And so I filled my calendar with religious activities. And yet it there was a long road until I got to the point where, no, 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 no. Like, God doesn't only love me, he likes me. And mm-hmm. that changes everything for me. So that's the central thought. And that's kind of what I think... Um, Scott was getting at, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but what he's trying to understand is this is the central thing is that it's the love of God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit manifest in my life. That is the most important thing. Yeah. And Paul wants us to grow in that so that we, our life is shaped by it and our decisions and what we do is shaped by that. And we become holy uh, when we see Jesus again. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, that really kind okay. of, that really kind of helped. Okay. Uh, way you rephrased it there at the end so uh i think that's something that that's 
it's exciting and it's something that I can um well like when you're saying the people that that were telling you I, I like Jesus yeah, but I don't had a really bad like experience or or they just perceive that something's it's rubs in the wrong way well because sometimes the connotation or even what the church gives off is this righteous holier than right, thou right um kind of vibe and or people just buy that connotation and yeah. they don't try they don't try out the community yeah, of, sure. of, of god and um they're not getting the heart of this mm-hmm. the heart of all of this is that we would grow in the love of god that it, we would allow it to change us and that absolutely plays into stewardship yeah. like this is the full pursuit and and the more that I am uh, aligning my um, gifts and my money and my marriage and my family to reflect my pursuit of allowing God's love to change me and transform mm-hmm. me, um, the more that I'm living into this calling that is central and, and all the other stuff can get in the way. Now, listen, worship is important. Reading scripture is important. Bible study is important. Small groups are important, yeah. but they uh, lack the power if we're not growing in love. Like mm-hmm. they, they lack the meaning behind them. That's good. No. Yeah. Thank you for saving me on that one, though. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times we get in this place where, like, I, I, like, I know what's going on. I'm just trying to work this out. Right. And I spent all night with young adults kind of processing, so that helped. Yeah. All right, friends, listen, um, that's probably good for now. Uh, one question that Emily, uh, who wrote in, was who will be the next guest on the podcast? Oh, so I, I thought I'd save question. this for the end. This is a tease. Uh, I haven't heard this Yeah, yet. this is a tease. Oh, and it's wow. still going to be a tease because I have no idea. Um, but but it's going to be amazing and you don't want to miss it. Yeah, but we're going to continue bringing guests on. We're, we're continuing to um, shape this in a way that's it's useful for you. So if you have any suggestions or anything, just let us know. Um, again, a way to ask us questions is a great way for us to tailor this so that our listeners are definitely are benefiting from it. So um, when, when you see this uh, posted this week, be sure to share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, try and share it with one person. Um, even help them subscribe on the, on the podcast app or on Podbean. Um, and help us get the word out. All right. We love you guys. Have fun tonight. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Give us feedback. We appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.